What's up, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson. I'm here, and you know I'm your host with the most, so have a toast. Yes, it's the Father of the Podcast. Now, um, I want to get on some Villanova uh, things here. This is the Villanova Radio here. We are tuned in. We are locked in. And on um, Villanova Radio, we're going to spill some. There's a lot of things going on. So, I got Villanova News, and I also got... Um, Sixers, let's talk about the Sixers, Andre Drummond. A lot of things we're going to talk about on Villanova Radio. We are featuring some Sixers news. Now, also, I throw in some stuff here. It's a special Villanova Radio. You know, it's a lot of things I've been uh, tuned into and, and rolling with. And it's going to be some pro pro things thrown in here Villanova Radio. And the first thing is Jack Latour, um, defensive, defensive end, been offered. Brady Small committed to Army. So, now they're on Jay Latour, who's a good defensive end. Um, put him on the line, active guy, um, really good around lines, really good stopping the run. He's a strong guy. Well, Ross, Ross is going to make the best out of him. So I, I'm just interested to see what Ross does with these new guys. Now, first um, was uh, you know when the Trail Reed and guys like that was in the. Uh, in the defensive line, it just wasn't that athletic and just good. Not taking away from the line, but just being real, wasn't as athletic and good and as talented. I mean, this line is different. Aiden Howard and guys like Jake Green and guys like C.J. Preston, these guys are different, you know. Uh, you still got Jared Nelson that's here. Um, Garrett Zobel really showed he's an impact player the uh, season before last, not the short season that was cut in half. But people still show Malik Fisher is still there, a dog. Um, so they're, they're steady trying to stack up more people on the defensive lines. A lot of guys, I'm forgetting, like, they have good players on this line now that can impact. And like I've said, C.J. Presley, Jay Green, and Aiden Howard are just three names I can name that are in Gary Zobel. It's four guys I can name that's going to be a problem. They're going to constantly impact on this line. And so the other guys that are built around – and um, on this line, and we're going to see more and more of, of those guys. Like, just the village, different talents. There's different talents on this line. And I'm really anxious to see what happens and who they get for the defensive line out of this, uh, out of this crop in 2022. Um, that's one thing. We, we will break down more and salute that line. That's just one thing I want to say on that part. Now, Looking at the guys they have already committed to, to Lenovo with Strauss and um, with Turner Inge and Tanner Maddox, you know, and Eli Smith, that's a very good crop. That's something to be proud of in their crop of players that they already have that committed. So now it's just a lot more things. They're just trying to get a lot more players, and they're going to get them. They're going to get their commits. Villanova's making a run at some guy. Jonathan Wyatt, another guy committed to Villanova. I mean, he just got guys that can play. And I think this is going to be something to really look at when you look at um, what Villanova's trying to do and, and the weapons they're trying to get on their team. I just think it's a real good team to look at. As far as this recruiting class, it's interesting. Like, I didn't really know where they was going, but you always want to know where they start, you know, like what position first. It's always about relationships. And I just think Tanner Meadows committing so quick and Turner ends, jumps on. And, you know, why as soon as he get there, I mean, he was just feeling this whole, like, it, 
it's a different recruiting class. And you're going to see more and more guys begin to come through and um, commit. We'll just see where the next, where they're going next with it. But to, to get the, the prospects they got, it already adds to the depth that Villanova really brings to the table on defense, which I think is what needed to happen. But um, they, they, they reshaped the defense. But the offense was always a problem for me. When I first started looking at this team, you know, you had some talented guys, you know, they had the guy Zach, you know, Zach B. Then you had Aaron Forbes. You had, guys, you had guys that was, you know, pretty good, you know, but they just wasn't good enough. Now, look at the receiver. You come into the receiving part of Villanova with Ray Jerron Pringle and Jerron Hyatt. That's where you come in with. And you still got Javon Jones there. You still got Dez Boykins there as weapons. And now they just, because at first it was like a dire need. You get the commitment of Dez Boykins, an explosive receiver. And you're like, now it's guys that are better. Guys that are there. And, and then you still have to deal with a Dez Boykins, Javon Jones, they throw to him. And you still got the pre-Brian and Jaquan Allen. You still got those guys on his team. It's just going to be interesting to see. Those are some real explosive guys, just all about it. Like, you know, and Javon Jones, you just lose sight of how good those guys are. So it's going to be something to see what they do. What the players that they got, it's going to be something to see what they do. Um, and the basketball is good to see the three on three. Brandon Slater, Chris Archiacono, Eric Dixon, Trey Patterson. Doesn't that tell you something about these guys and what Jay Wright thinks? Trey Patterson almost made it. So I think that was a reward. Like, man, you worked hard. We're going to put you in these four. And it just shows you what he's done since he's got there. This guy's going to be real good. Um, NBA draft from Haslam on um, either one and done or two. He's not going to be a one and done. He could possibly be a three and done or four and done. You know what I'm saying? You could possibly say they're four years. He's just not one of those guys. But because Jay Wright doesn't play you according to – he plays you according to where you where you landed, how you got there, how you earned it. And, you know, he, what he needs you. You know, it's, it's just certain guys that's not going to get that – one and done. Jeremiah Robert Earl could have been a one and done. He chose not to do that. He wanted to play one more year. Get sharpened up. Smart guy. He's just a smart player. Smart person, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is. Now you got Trey Pass. He's going to impact. Let's get ready for it. I don't think people realize how good this team is going to be. Trey Passing by himself is a problem. Okay, coming off the bench, he's going to be a problem. He's, he's tall. He can play defense. He can pass. He can shoot from the outside. Drive it on you. He's going to be a problem. Now, what I say he's going to score, I don't know. I just know he's going to contribute. The, the, the pinch guys are hard. He can go anywhere from six to nine points a game and be an impact. Six to eight points a game. He can go anywhere from there. I just think he's going to really be in there. And people don't believe how good this team's going to be. Oh, that's a lot of points they're scoring. Do you realize who's on this team? Do you, do you realize what Brian Antoine showed you last year? He could very well be the small forward starting. It wouldn't be a... Uh, far-fetched from him. He, he looks like a guy that's ready, gets in there, he starts playing, training, you know, practice, and he shows Jay Wright where he's at, the guy that he is, the guy that Jay Wright recruited, uh, the, the, the confidence he has in him, he could get it. But also, Slater was the same type of person. Wright liked him from the gate. Slater's looking like a guy, the, the aggression he's played with since last year 
shows you can be there. So, Caleb, but don't be surprised if Caleb Daniel still gets that start because it won't knock nothing off. Brian Antoine can still back up shooting guard. Brandon Slater can still, still back up small forward. You got Trey Patterson can still back up power forward. Nene Njoku backing up the center. Chris Archiakino, point guard, perfect. And then if you do Slater and put him at small forward, it's like the same thing. You know, if, if you're looking at the team, uh, you're looking at Slater, it's like the same thing. Daniels can back up small forward, uh, or, or Antoine can back up small forward. And, and, and that could definitely happen. But those two complement each other. And Daniels backs up. But see, when the lineups come, Daniels can play the three. Antoine can play the three. Slater can play the three. They got Samuels. Play. Who knows what the second lineup is and what the matchup is. All we know is that certain guys are going to get a lot of time. We know that Daniels, Slater, and Antoine, all three guys are going to get a lot of time and be able to contribute. Then they got Trey Patterson on the bench. You think Archie Diaco is not going to get something? I'm going to tell you like this. Archie Diacono might not get, you know, killer minutes, but he'll get enough minutes to contribute and do what needs to be done, which is get Colin Gillespie some rest and get him on the bench. Archie Diacono, with him going to the Olympics, this tells you all, it tells you that Archie Diacono, and I am at Malcolm X Park on 52nd Street, you know, I'm here outside, beautiful day in West Philadelphia. I was born in West Philadelphia, so... Yeah, I go. I, I I I had to eat a nice hoagie in the corner store, man. Uh, Italian hoagie, and my, my hoagies are lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, salt, pepper, oil, oregano. You know, sometimes that's your mayonnaise depends. Cause you go to them corner stores, man. They're gonna give you light mayonnaise. I don't do it. I don't do just bread and meat. All right, all right, man. Um, now back to um, Chris is gonna get time. Chris gonna get time, man. Chris is gonna get time. That's not even – Chris is going to get time. The, the confidence – he had tournament play. You have to let guys like that reward guys like that. You got to keep on feeding guys like that because now we have a guy that has tournament experience, and that is a plus. You put him in there so Gillespie can get a rest. You, does anybody realize that Moore and Gillespie have been the most overrun players on the whole team because of the depth, not having Antoine healthy? Daniels wasn't there for that one year. Then he read shirts and it's like, okay, now you got another guy. They wasn't giving Archie that type of time. Now you know you can give Archie and Antoine that time. It's going to be rotations with these players. It's not going to be like before. They have time now. Um, it's going to be about four minutes, three to four minutes. Yes, I, I predict that to be taken off whatever time he's been averaging. If, if, uh, Kyle Gillespie's been averaging. They're going to give Archie time. That's just it. That's just what it is. He, he's And if you're a coach, you're smart, you do it because the man has tournament experience. You want him to keep having that experience. Keep getting that. that you, now you have a deep team. Uh, Antoine and more, um, probably about three minutes, two, three minutes, took off his time. But either way, either he's backing up small forward and getting the most minutes over there because he's going to have some shooting guard minutes. But small forward, he's going to get his minutes. There'll be time Justin Moore sits down. But Justin Moore can also sometimes, he does the point guard position. 
It's just going to be like they can do so much. And believe me, Moore and Antoine are going to get their time. They're going to get their time. Everybody's going to get to just know that Archie Ekner won't get more time than Antoine, Moore, and Gillespie, of course. All right? But he's going to get time. He's going to contribute. He's going to be a weapon. They have a four-guard rotation. Get used to it. The NCAA is listening. Get used to it. They're going to be a headache every game with them four guys that know how to play. Look what Archie Diagono did in the three-on-three, all right? Hmm. It just looks like a real finished team. I'm, I'm looking at the, um, the Kansas and the, uh, Gonzaga. And, you know, you see a lot of teams they're putting over Nova, but I just don't see, okay, Gonzaga don't have the experience Nova got. You bring back Drew Time and guys like that, but to have fifth-year seniors that are champions and, and play the way that they play, you know, the one and two best players on the team, you know, we lose Robinson Earl. That's it. You bring in a big-time recruiting class, basically a top-ten recruiting class. You took, they took Patterson off and put him on the 2021. That's why I fell short. But, you know, the rates can go down just like that. But there's a top-ten recruiting class, top five, that you got added to this team. All right, so it's, it's really strong that people – I don't care. Gonzaga didn't even finish the job. They didn't finish the job. We got actual champions there. You know what I mean? Okay, they didn't they wasn't starting. These guys had their experience, their fifth year seniors. Look what they did last year. Gonzaga deeper. If I look at Nova and I tell people all the time, look what happened with Baylor. Nova could have beat Gonzaga. There's no question in my mind. No question in my mind. As good as Gonzaga was, I had picked them, but at the Baylor one, you see what Gonzaga can't do. They can't bang it out. The athletes ain't good enough. That's just what it is, man. All right. Villanova is recruiting Miles Bird. Y'all know he is. 22, four-star, shooting guard, very good player. Good, um, can play ball, can shoot the ball, one of the best shooters in the country. He's a perfect Nova player for the defense and shooting. He, he's a good player. And they're getting acquainted. And I have an interview with VU Sports coming out real soon about it. Um, that looks like a done deal. It's like it's any time now before that offer happens. Brendan Housen, does that affect that? It just can't. And one guy was like, well, maybe it's like the Brizzy and Diggins situation. It's a little different. Um, Villanova was after Mark Armstrong for a long time. So they knew of Trevor, they really was after Trevor Kills. So if they didn't get Brizzy and Kills, I mean, if you really look at it, it's the same type of situation. If they wanted Diggins, they would have just took him, him and Brizzy, but they wanted Kills and Brizzy. That, that, that's where their aims were. So it was a little bit different. I take it back to the point where, I took it back to the point where, um, they recruited Slater and, and Swatter, and then they still got Bay. There's three wins. It all worked out. You know, uh, Cole Swatter ended up going to Syracuse, but hey, it all worked out. All them guys ended up playing their roles, doing their thing, and, and evolving like they're supposed to. 
so when you look at when you really look at just how significant this recruiting class is right now is Mark Armstrong. It's Mark Armstrong and it's you're looking at Cam Whitmore, looking at Brandon Housing, and you're looking at um Miles Bird right now. So what do you do? And then if you look back at 2023, DJ Wagner, um, Mackenzie Magbo, um, and you look at, you know, some guys that that could be to look at, like maybe an Aaron Bradshaw. That is another guy within that that people look at. But right now, it's them two, DJ Wagner and Mackenzie Magbo. And you're looking at the 2023, like what are they going to do, who are they going to recruit? That's the two guys. And Sean Simmons is in there. He's a guy of interest, too, from Team Durant. But the guys right now that look at the heavy recruiting are uh, Magbo, Mabako, and, um, excuse me, Mackenzie Mabako and DJ Wagner. Those are the guys you're going to look at, two guys with five stars up there. Right now, what are the, the, the offers that could happen? Like I said, Miles Bird is one. And you have to look around, maybe Jarius Walker. Will that happen? We don't know. It's been no, it's been really no movement real hard on a Jarius Walker of recruiting. I, I you know, I, I get some more info and, and through the grapevine. I'll talk to y'all real soon where I check back. But I haven't asked about Jarius Walker because I just haven't saw that floating. But what you do see is the Brendan Housing. Let's go back to Brendan Housing. Brendan Housing is a guy who I think can earn a four star soon if he keeps playing like he's playing. He's a shooter. Villanova is a guy in their minds. One thing, and, and, and he's doing it. One thing he recognized with winning and his, his source was to have guards. And if you look at the recruiting class, he got some wings. It's been real hard to get some guards. Uh, Quinley, uh, Javon Quinley came back. Uh, Lonnie Walker didn't come. Uh, look at kills. Like, but he has to keep supplying himself with guards. You got Langino, who can play the guard position. You get Angelo Brizzy. Um, then now you got Mark Mark Armstrong, and now you, uh, you know I mean, you're trying to go out of here with another guard, you know. And then you're looking at shooters. So it, to have uh, Miles Bird is six six. Miles Bird is six six, and and, and uh, Brennan Housing is six five. So you can easily do what they're doing. You look at what they do with Khalid Daniels. You can easily put Miles Bird at the three position with Brendan Howes at another position. You can easily do that. So those are two guys I feel like they wouldn't even be. Listen, Brendan Housen would be a straight shot. They wouldn't even be talking about offering another guy. Like they just offered Brendan Howes and they're still, they still been on Bird. And, you know, you'll see what coach on my interview has been recruiting. Uh, Burry, he's been doing a great job at recruiting. That's my guy. Um, it's just been big. So if you're trying to say where this class could go, it, it could be both of them. Uh, let's just see. It could be both of them. It could be both guys, and it could that could be the class. That could be the class. Listen, it could be a three-man or four-man class. Uh, if they can get Bird in house, and that's a, that's that's a good class, and then you think about one more guy, could they go for Jarius Walker? Um, could that be a guy that that Villanova goes for? Or, but we also got to realize, Ken Whitmore. If they get all, if they if, if they get Bird to offer, they get Housing Whitmore because you know North Carolina's going hard after Whitmore. We know that. We know Merlin. We know a lot of guys after Whitmore. But if Villanova pursues Whitmore and looks for a lockup in that, that's big. 
we'll just see where that goes from here. But right now, if Whitmore, if Whitmore wants Whitmore, they're going after Whitmore. And then you're looking at the 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 is Bird a consolation prize for Whitmore? I mean, we just gotta see where that's going right there. And then looking at Whitmore to see what he does and go for Bird, it's big right now. I just think that it could definitely happen. It, it, it it's a this this is gonna be an exciting one to watch because. They're looking at prospects, and then it's like they're looking at what happens, and then boom, here you go. We're gonna we're gonna offer you because of this. You know, um, Justice Williams and Jalen Dern were early guys that gave offers to, and you see where that went. They completely went away from that. When it just looked like they were different, it, it was different situations. And I think Villanova has a timeline too. Or they just stopped. So like Scotty Lewis. Listen, it's a timeline thing, and they had to make a choice on who they was going to pursue first. They couldn't sue, go at the both of them, think that would be too hard. And so that's what happened. They got one of them. And Villanova had the timeline. They're trying to get recruits. They're not trying to dwell all the way into this time. They're just not doing that. So this is really going to be interesting. I'll have more update. I'm going deep diving about it, and we'll see what happens also. I'm going to talk, uh, have more upside on what's going on with the Villanova recruiting, uh, football recruiting too. Um, it's just real, it's, it's going good right now. It's going to be good for both sports, both sports. It's going to be real good. Uh, now we talk about uh, the 76ers, man. That summer league team is crazy, crazy, bananas, crazy, you hear me? Crazy. This Italian hoagie is crazy too, but y'all gotta get you an Italian hoagie from Philly. That's where you go. Well, I have to talk to y'all, man. Um, to be completely honest, um, I know the under Andre Drummond thing is got people kind of mad. What you shouldn't though? I mean, what, what do you? What do you think is going to happen that didn't happen with Dwight Howard? He's a, he's a better Dwight Howard. He's better offensive moves away from the basket, mid-range, driving to the basket. He does. He's a, he's a better passer. A man can pass the ball. When you put him with a system where he just plays his game, you're not looking for him to be the ultimate. You're not looking for him to be Jokic or Joel Embiid. You're not looking for him to be Cat Williams. You're looking for him to be Andre Drummond. He's a premier player. He's a premier player. How come he's not? You put him with a team or center. Why do you think the Lakers went after him? When people said that, it just didn't work out. Too quick, too fast. You didn't get to play with LeBron and them that long at all. You didn't get to play AD. Them guys wasn't healthy. It was all beat up. There's no chemistry. There was no chemistry. It just didn't work out. That's what happened. I mean, he's a bad guy. It just didn't work out. He did average a double-double, 11.9 points and 10 rebounds. I mean... Jesus, a blocker still, he still, that was like, you know, if he do that for us off the bench, I mean, that's great, but his is going to be more effective because they're going to have him in a role that Doc has you in a role that makes you better. You remember all that mess they talked about, Danny Green, no, Danny Green, I can't believe we got Danny Green, what's he going to do? Danny Green had one of the best seasons of his career, upped his whole stock, everybody's after Danny Green after that, after, after playing with the Sixers. See, I'm saying you put him in a role. That's all it's all gonna do for Drummond. And what Drummond came with is good enough. You also look what he come with. If he come with a double double, 
him backing up a premier center, and he was an all-star center. So you know you know how to win, you know how to make shots. Listen, that's going to be a, a – a, it's a twin tower. It's going to be trouble because when MB misses a couple of games, he's still going to be able to give you a double-double. And what's one thing about Dwight Howard, when they when, when MB got hurt, Dwight Howard, they wasn't really sure of him being their center like that. Like, But he had to. He did his thing, and Dwight Howard played good basketball. But he's not going to do 15 and 15 like Drummond would do. He's just not going to do that, 15, 15, and 5 as a starter. Drummond can give you those numbers. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a super add-on to a Ben Simmons, to Tobias. That, that is a full – people are not even looking at the underrated super team. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you'll see what it, everybody going to see. Everybody can go ahead and count out whatever. Look at the stats. Everything – you put him in there. He's been an all-star. He's been in the Olympics. In 2018, he was an all-star. It was three years ago. You know, he went through the, the chain in the teams and all that. He averaged 17 and 12. Fuck, fuck. Cleveland, now we know the percentage were down, but then this time he had to be the main player. So, of course, he was taking shot, too many shots, like 15 a game and hitting seven. Uh, you know, not really, you know what I'm saying? Like... You got to look at what he was doing. He was trying to be the main guy with Cleveland. We're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had to do every damn thing. <sighs> Excuse my French. But uh, this is a good signing. So y'all got to, I can't believe you get a star and people, like he, he's not a star like that. He's not, he, he's an all-star player. He's an all-star. And they say what he wants. He we're not going to see going to be a Hall of Fame, but he's an all-star player. He's one of the best centers in the league. We don't know what he's going to be. I, I'm not claiming he'll be an all-star, but he could. He has that potential. I'm talking about, like, Hall of Fame. Look, look at uh, the Ben Wallace's guys who only had a couple. If he get three more All-Star games or, you know, he, he keep playing like this and get three more All-Star games, look, you can start considering it. He played like this his whole career. You look at Mark Gasol. Look at him. You know, he played a, a certain while, a long time. Ginobi didn't even get that many All-Star games. He played good. He played hard. Drummond is an effective, productive, quality center, period. He, he's a championship center. What I mean by that, you can put him on a championship team, he's going to be a final piece. If, if LeBron chose to keep him, however it went, or, um, excuse me, if the Lakers chose to keep him, or we don't know how that happened, but either way, Drummond is an all-star center, period. You know, let it be 10 years, uh, you know what I mean? It's eight years, he ain't had no All-Star. He's not an All-Star. He's playing the same way he played. How about that? When he, if, he, if he playing the same way he played when he made the first a couple of, That's how you describe an All-Star. If he's not making an All-Star team, is he playing the same way he played when he made the All-Star team? All right. So we have two All-Star centers on the Sixers. And, um... You get Kirk Miles back, which is great. Kirk Miles is going to have a better year this year. He's going to have a break. I mean, it's all about minutes for him. He had 9.8 the year before. He had average 9.1 last year, shooting 37% from the three-point line. Kirk Miles is going to be good. He's, 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 he's Now he's settled. When you get that three-year contract, now you know where you're going to be, and you ain't got to worry about it no more. You're here. You know who wants you. Boom. This is a good player. He's going to shoot the – he's only going to get better. And he's not going to be an all-star, but he's going to be a productive player. He's going to be a guy that you're going to watch out for coming off the bench. Um, Jaden Springer. I don't know if he's going to get in now. The court is a 6'7", 202. He can play small forward. Jaden Springer can definitely play right now, backing up shooting guard. But you still got Isaiah Joe. 
Seth Curry is going to start. He's a starter. It's George's Niang, another guy we signed to two years, $7.2 million contract. Is he going to start? How about that one? Is George's Niang going to start? Will he be at the uh, three position while Tobias plays the four? Will that happen? That's going to be interesting. Very interesting. Is that how they're going to do that? Is it Furkan Korkmaz at the three and Niang backs up Tobias Harris? Very interesting how things, I'm real interested to see how this starting lineup turns out. Are they done? Will they go after another small forward, veteran small forward, if they don't get Danny Green? Uh, if they're going to get another veteran point guard? Or is that Maxie's job, which I think it should be? He earned it. You, got this, you gave this man playoff minutes. Give this man the backup point guard job, period. Nobody else can get it. It should be Maxie and Simmons. At the point guard, do you look at the shooting guard, Seth Curry, and now that's up for grabs. Do, do you do you give Corkmire the job? Do you give Shake Milton the job? Do you give Joe the job? Do you give Springer the job? It's gonna be something to see how that goes. Cause in the back of small four or starting small four, it could be my T Stable. Maybe my T starts and then you know Corkmire come off the bench and Nang, they're they're right there for the small four. You know, that that's interesting. Um, Charles Bassey, now we know he's not going to be that guy that, that, that be, is rushed into a situation. They're going to let him develop, which is great. I think that was great to do with Andre. Jacob won't be here next year. This is this is his year trying to get his weight up, trying to be that player, get his weight up, and just like Howard did. While Howard had two good years, the one with the leg with the, with the 76ers, and his weight is up. And so now... Drummond come here, he play his game, and you're going to see him get his weight up. This is going to be real big, and it's going to be something for the Sixers to have that type of team. You look at the bench. I just told you, Maxie. All right. Um, Shake Milton. Court Mines, Niang, and Andre Drummond. That's the bench. And then you still got Jaden Springer, Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe is proven. You want to say, oh, Isaiah, Isaiah Joe is proven. He can light you up. Paul Reed can play both ways. He's proved one thing. He can score, rebound, and play defense in, in the NBA pro level. He did that. We ain't talking about all-star. We're talking about the man can be effective off the bench, and especially on defense. And he can rebound. That's two big things. You can put an energy guy like him in. And the thing is, he can shoot. He can do all that, but he doesn't have to do all that. This is What can you do now that can help this team that they need you for? Rebound, play defense. If you put him on a second unit, he can do that. You know what I mean? Do you look at Philip Petrosev and, and, and what is going to happen with him? Is he going to stay over overseas? Like, will he do that? Will he stay overseas? Or is he going to be ready to come over and contribute? If he comes up and contribute, he's not going to automatically be in the rotation. I mean, if you see what happened to like right now with Drummond and not putting Bassie, well, I thought they should have just let Bassie do it. I thought he was NBA pro ready to rebound and block shots at least and he could still score some buckets. But it's good for Bassie to learn from Drummond. 
and B. And it's going to be something. I think uh, Petrushev should come over and be in the Summer League. Because obviously that's what's about to happen. This Summer League team is going to be a beast. Charles Bassey, uh, Jaden Springer. Jaden Springer, could he get some playing time immediately? It's possible, but I don't think it happens. All right. I mean, if you got Shake Milton and you got Max, you're blessed to have a backcourt like that to Curry and Simmons. You're just blessed. You're blessed to have two guys that can go get it and score. They are... You can just stick them in there and boom, microwave. Um, Mati Stiebel, if he's not starting, which I think he could, but we'll see. But whoever it is, Cork Myers, you got a shoot, you got a good problem. Then you got Nayang who can come in for Tobias Harris. You got jump, like they have a bench. The only thing that needs to happen is Ben Simmons needs to go to the next, next level. I keep saying that. What is the next, next level? No, we're not talking about. Next year, he he go up and, and two two averages up. Or, you know, he just get the same numbers and he play elite defense. No, what he needs to do is score 20 a game. They need 20. If I don't see 20 a game from Ben Simmons, or at least 18 a game, and him hitting free throws, other things have to happen too. Free throw shots have to get better. If the jump shot don't come, the free throw shots have to get better. The free throw shots have to get better. Uh, that is period. That's the next next level. 18 to 20 points a game, free throw shots have to get better. If they don't get that from Ben Simmons, they are not going to compete and they're not going to they're not going to be in the finals and they're not going to win. We need to see 18 to 20 a game. And when you get in the playoffs, that has to get better or the same. Period. That just has to happen. And, and people were saying, and this something. Yes, it does. Period. He has to go to the next next level. There's no way you should get in the playoffs. We know all the fourth quarter. This didn't happen. And through this, through that game. You got to go in there and play like a man. You got to go in there and have confidence. That's another thing. Listen, it ain't. It's one thing not to hit the free throws and all that, but what what it ain't good to do. Where I don't see it even good being doing is when you just don't do it. You're under the goal. You're in transition. You clearly could take it up, but you're looking for a pass. Take it up. Make people come to you. They didn't, they didn't even shut you down. Ben be all by himself, one-on-one, by himself. Nobody's stopping him from doing nothing. He's gotten the, the advantage with him. He's got the advantage. And he passes the ball. He has to have confidence in himself. That's the big thing. And like I said, we got to see 18 points. We got to see eight rebounds. We got to see eight assists. We got to see that. And I'm not saying, another thing is, like, I'm not saying 16, 8, 8 ain't, ain't bad, which I still think of his size, he just need to be a better. If Russell Westbrook is out here getting 10 rebounds a game, Ben Simmons needs, I'm just going to keep it. This this is this is, this is is before we get out of here. And next time I'll talk about the Eagles. Because we'll go to Devontae Smith's injury. And um, yeah, we know about Carson Wentz. And, we could, and we'll see if he comes back or not. No, it's for the first-round pick. Devontae Smith is not that bad. Uh, Jordan Malata is in the left tackle position. 
Um, Eagles look good at receiver. Eagles don't look like a bad team. They just, <laughs> you just got to see them play. They look actually like a team they can make the playoffs. They got too many weapons. They got all that. So, that's big. That's real big. Now, if we want to talk about um, the Philadelphia 76ers and where they're at, like, seriously, like, they're at a great position right now. And like I said, the summer league team has people like Lamar Peters. They got Deshaun Nix. NBA G League, NBA G League, Ignite point guard. He was uh, number three in, in the nation to Kalib Love. And only Kalib Love and, and Kay Cunningham were ranked, ranked higher point guards. He's a top 20 player. Like this, and he, he's a Mark Jackson remind me of so much. There's a lot they can do there. Braxton Key from the from the uh, Delaware Blue Coats in the G League uh, team that went to the championship in the G League. Then you look at um, other guys. You look at um, you got all the rookies from last year, all the rookies from this year. As Lamar Peters, Lamar Peters is a, is a tough guard, Mississippi State. You bring him in. Oh, you got Ray Wine Tucker in there. You got Frank Mason the third. That, that it's a real good team. A real like that team. It, it can win, especially with guys. The thing is, the guy, the the, the premier guys, Maxi and Jaden Springer, are going to have a ball at point guard. Felipe Petrosev is playing. Like goodness, Paul Reed, the, the 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 G League Player of the Year. It's just crazy. It's super crazy. So that's gonna be good there. And um, when you look at the uh, Delaware Blue Coats, that's gonna be something. I think Springer gets a lot of time in there. I think he does. I mean, why wouldn't he? You know, he he gets. I think Springer goes in there. Isaiah Joe goes in there. Paul Reed still play. Why would Paul Reed even not play? <laughs> Why wouldn't he play? I mean, Paul Reed starts. I mean, we got Rajon Tucker. He's still with the team right now. This is going to be something to see. Like, this this Blue Coat team is going to be explosive. You add Springer and Bassey, though, that makes them different. I don't care what nobody. You add Springer and Bassey, that makes them completely different. Springer probably takes that shooting guard spot. I don't care who's over there. They had a lot of guys, you know, Justin Robinson and Brown Ridge. But Springer takes that spot. We'll see. We'll see what happens, really. But we know he's going to see he's going to take minutes if he don't take the starting spot. Bassey becomes the, the number one center. There's not one center that they got. That's going to be better than Charles Bassey. And that's what's going to be the difference making the Blue Coats when Bassey plays with Reed. And then you got Brown Ridge. Uh, you got Robinson, he come back. Uh, they got Ivan Rab over there. I mean, they, they, that's going to be a deep team. With Bassey, they just add so much. Like I said, Springer. We'll see how that goes. Because Springer can play the point guard position. I'm just going to see how that goes. Justin Robinson uh, could come off the bench with Jaden Springer. In Brown Ridge, it's just going to be a real lovely sequence to see how Philadelphia's talent pool just gets huge. You still got Aaron Henry; he's going to be in there. 
will Deshaun Nix make it? I, I think he. I think they'll give him a two-way contract. I don't think. I think he makes it. I think he impresses everybody at the summer league, and the, and the Sixers give him a contract. Keep the talent rich. I mean, you got guys. You know, you looking at uh, Ray John Tucker came up. Uh, Gary Clark. It's just a lot of guys that you know got got. They just got the talent pools rich. They keep their bench rich. And and going back to Ben Simmons, he just has to play. Like I said, like we got to stop BSing right now. Okay, if he averages 16, 8, and 8, he has to go in the playoffs and, and score when they need him to score. I, I don't care. But what does have to, have to improve over anything is the free throw. You can talk about him having moves on the inside and all that, but when you get fouled, you have to hit that shot. You got he If he hit the 65% from the field, I know people are like, that's not enough. 65% would be great in the playoffs compared to what he didn't do. If he hit 65%, from the field, for him, I'm talking about. We're not talking about a great period. We're talking about for him. It, it, it would be good for him. 69% for LeBron, 65% for Westbrook. So y'all can say what you want. If he hit 65% from the field, we wouldn't be having this conversation about Philadelphia and his problem at the line. One thing about Westbrook, he's still going to be aggressive no matter how much he hits, 65%. So Ben Simmons needs to just be aggressive and play his game. If you missed him, you're missing him. Work on him. But go be aggressive. Let them foul you. Make them foul you. Work on your free throws. If you can't work on it, I mean, but still, you still get to the line. Still get to the line. Shaq couldn't hit free throws. Still got to the line. Just get to the line. So what? If you're not scoring, then we're talking uh, a different problem. Because that's what happened in the playoffs. He has to go in and score. He has to post people up. He has to drive on people. This is my point. If he does that, he scores. It's not even a problem. He's going to score sometimes. Whether they foul him or not, sometimes they're not going to foul him. Because now you're in the penalty, so anybody else you foul also goes to the line. People are not going to keep fouling Ben Simmons if he's making shots. We're not talking about free throw shots. We're talking about his direct arsenal. Shaq got fouled, but he had the arsenal outside of it. All you got to do is start driving to the hole, posting people up. That's all you got to start doing. People don't want to get fouled out. Do you know that still, a, no matter what people are doing, the hack of being a hack of Shaq, people get fouled out. Fouls get run up. Other people get to go to the line. It's also problems. That's a gift and a curse. You can hack somebody all you want. So my thing is, Ben, just be aggressive. Go to the hole. They keep on fouling you. Keep going to the hole on them. Keep posting them up. That's all you got to do. Play your game. Play your game. Then you'll be able to pass somebody else to the ball. All you have to do is, that's the main thing. Ben has to be aggressive and be willing to want to score. That's what the aggressive I mean. When you got to drive to the hole or you got to post people, whatever you got to do. Because you're going to have opportunities to score. He had, and just to look at this game in the final, he had millions of opportunities to score. That's the thing I'm talking about without people even fouling him. He had millions of opportunities to score. Just go score. That's all you have. I don't care if you go to the line 50 times, you hit 15. Take your butt to the hole. Period. Still 15 points. Be aggressive. Period. Then you look at the coach. The now, 
if you got this problem to where he's still aggressive, he's scoring, but they foul him so much at certain times. Now the, the coach makes certain coaching decisions that he has to adjust to. That's all it is. But at least you played your part, period. And you're, you're a star. You're still a superstar. You, he completely froze up. Play your part. No matter if they foul you or whatever, you keep on going. You're going to get baskets if you keep on driving. Like I say, if, if it's a problem, when, when they make them, because now it's their problem. Even though you still have to work on your free throws, you do. Because in realistic, you are a guard, and so it's better if you work on your free throws. But if you don't hit them, that don't mean um, you're the first superstar to do it with the bad uh, free throw percentage. That's not a center. This means you 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 design, listen, and this is period. You're, you're an NBA superstar that makes millions of dollars. Find ways to score. Period. I mean, that's self-explanatory. Find ways to score. And that makes up for anything you ain't hitting on the free throw line. And I'm talking about, a, we're not talking about, listen, we're not talking about jump shot. You're 6'10", you can drive to the hole, you can post up. You have moves inside and mid-range. You have those moves. You have those moves in transition. Ben Simmons can easily score 16 points a game in the playoffs. Could have easily scored and been a contributor in their playoff game so many times. So it ain't like, oh, he just couldn't score. No, he had so many times he could have scored. It was so, And it was simple times where he just could have got easy buckets. So... It was probably the, it was the worst performance I've seen, you know, when you just give up. Completely did. Ben Simmons was confused like a deer in the headlights. He gave up. I've never seen a basketball player like that that's supposed to be a superstar. I mean, I've never seen that. So I'm on him hard. So look, we are, I'm out of here, man. Live from Malcolm X Park, 52nd Street in West Philadelphia. I'm out, y'all. This is Lita Johnson. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, uh, go to my Facebook, Lita Johnson page, and go to highlevelsports.com, high level with the dash in between, the minus sign in between, sports.com, high level, minus sign, sports.com, that's my new page, man, that's my new sports page, man, I'm going to do recruiting updates, uh, commitment interviews, sports interviews, you know, you're, you're going to see a lot of interviews, videos, and so on, man, I'm about to, uh, you know, just trying to get in the get in the get in the game with everybody and be able to tell my uh put my news out there be a lot of articles coming out also all done by me have nobody so it's all everything's done by me so uh listen man uh i'm gonna get at y'all man also follow high level sport three on uh twitter high level sport three high level sports is is on uh twitter and instagram high level sports is on instagram also and um so follow those two pages i'm out y'all Peter Johnson, follow leader.